Aloha. Aloha. Welcome to Wisdom Dialogue with Hope Johnson coming to you from Wawa on the beautiful big island of Hawaii. Yay! <laughs> Yay. Yay. On a sunny day. On a sunny day. Yes. <laughs> I see a few new faces here, so I'll give a bit of an introduction. Also, for people who are listening on the podcast, in case you haven't heard me before. Nothing I say is true. Okay? Uh, it, it, words are interpreted. It's like energy being interpreted. So what I'm sharing with you is more of, a, of an energy, a vibration, a thought system that's also given to you. It's also given to you. It's also in your mind. You have a choice between two thought systems. So what I'm relaying to you is from a particular thought system that anyone can tap into at any time. It's just that our own thoughts seem meaningful. Like our thoughts about the world, our judgments about different things, our thoughts about who we are and what we should do and what we should eat and all that kind of stuff. That's all just like a, a distraction. It's a distraction thought, okay? Thoughts based in fear. Uh, basically, this whole illusion is a projection of this thought system that's based in fear. The base thought being that we separated ourselves from reality. We separated ourselves from the Creator. We've committed a horrible offense, and now we need a place to go. And this is the place where we think we went. <laughs> We didn't actually go here. <laughs> so that <laughs> the thought system that leads us back to creation, back to reality, is also in the same mind that thinks this nonsense, that projects a world in separation where there's things like conflict, disease, death, staff here. Hawaii, <laughs> candida, <laughs> yeast infection, you know, whatever. Uh, it's, rat lung. What's that? Rat lung. Uh, rat lung, yes. <laughs> I don't want to leave that one out. Volcanoes burning you out. <laughs> so uh, the, the, other, the other thought system is, is really, you know, it's given to you as a gift. It's like, it's like we all, myself included, not just you, thought that this world could be our salvation. So we've somehow, we've somehow separated ourselves from eternity, heaven, reality, and that this world could be our salvation. Like we could get it to where we want it. Like we can achieve it. We can achieve heaven. We can get rid of all the bad. <laughs> that we see in the world and make everything good here see so it's like it's it's like the 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 burden is on us to figure out by analyzing the illusion by making judgments in the illusion how to get this back to reality and you know it's not it's just not going to happen like that that's not how it works because the mind that thought this in separation it thinks in dualities you cannot good without bad see you can't have beautiful without ugly. You've got that contrast. You can't have love without fear. You've got to have the contrast when you're, when you're coming from a confused mind, when you're coming from a separate mind like that. And that's all the world is. 
It's just a demonstration of the mind that thinks in separation. The, the, the world, the world as you see it is like a veil. It's a veil over what reality is. And at one point it'll just get lifted. You won't, you won't have that blockage and it's like a blockage over your true sight. You know, like we, it's like it's here right now. The real world is here right now. You know, we're not separate, separate from it all, at all. It's just that we're seeing something else. We're seeing that something that's sort of in front of it. You can call it a smoke screen. There's lots of different ways of looking at it. So we're seeing something else. We're seeing something different. So to undo the world, all it takes is willingness to see that it's not real. Willingness to see that. See, there's, a, there's this major defense system built up in the mind that wants to see in separation. And basically, this willingness is like a relaxation. It's like a resting. It's like a resting in that, in that love that you are, in the compassion that you are, no matter what you think. No matter what you think. Your thoughts are anything about this world. Let's put it that way. Your thoughts are anything about this world. Anything about another person, anything about how you should be, what medication you should take, what diet you should follow, whether you should exercise, all that kind of stuff. It's a body concept playing out. It doesn't really concern you. You don't have to do anything about it. Like it's actually playing out. Like everything you do, everything you say, it's playing out as a matter of course based on the body concept. As the body concept gets purified, you know, by, by purified, I mean that the concept is loosening up. It's like <laughs> loosening that grip on these thoughts of separation. You can see more where your guidance is to just relax, to say, take a relax, you know. And you, and you can, and it's, it really is, are you willing to relax? The, for the most part, we're not. We're not willing to relax. And I can see for myself that, you know, when I get into a state of a deep meditation, which I approach every day, uh, is where there's this sense where there's a certain amount of relaxation that's not being allowed, you know. Otherwise, I could not sit, hold up this world and, you know, like, have even this conversation with you guys. <laughs> because if I allow that much relaxation, it's gone. Poof. And what's, and what's keeping it, and what's keeping it is this sense of fear. This sense of fear of ob obliteration. Just like going away. I am no more. Everything I know, everything I, everything I know about the world, all the things that I think I love, and, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, you know, all the people that I think I love in that way, as if they, you know, they would be gone. They're, they're not gone. I can tell you that. Like, all your loved ones are present with you, and so... When the world is wiped away, all your loved ones, they're just there. There's no difference. There's no distance between you. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no, none of this business called aging. Where you like, you're like warming up toward death. You know? <laughs> Look, there's evidence. <laughs> you got more wrinkles now. So, you know, it, it's like, that's, that's just something that we made up. That's something that we made up. And everything that we have an experience of, um, any kind of upset feeling, anything that brings on an upset feeling, so that could be anything that you perceive that brings that on. And, you know, what, what I mean by bring it on is that it's already there. 
It's already there, and that's why those things are <coughs> commonly called a trigger, because they're not causing it. They're just giving you something that you can use to bring that out, bring that upset feeling out. So say, you know, the, the last time I got a pretty good upset feeling, I had staff on my leg, <laughs> and I'm looking, at the, I'm looking at the staff, and then all of a sudden, these thoughts start going about, about what can go wrong with this staff on a leg, and I notice myself get a pretty good upset feeling going, and then it's just a willingness to relax and recognize that that has no meaning at all. It's just really not true and has no meaning, and it all is playing out perfectly. It's all playing out perfectly. That doesn't mean I avoid something, like try to avoid medication or anything like that. It's in the relaxation, in the moment, all of the solutions just occur to you. Just as a matter of course, right out of the body's energy field. It's a, it's a body concept playing automatically. So then there's nothing that you have to do about it at all. And it's that burden of thinking that you have to do something about it. That's the fear that keeps you from the relaxation. So this is really the, the practice in a nutshell is looking at an upset feeling in that way with a willingness to see it's meaningless. Whatever is making you, see, you, you seem upset, whatever it is you seem to be looking at that looks like it's really bad in the world, in your body, in another person, anything like that, your willingness to see that that thing is really meaningless and that you're making this feeling come to the surface right now, you're gonna get a sense of relaxation right there and all the solutions they occur exactly as they should. And, you know, there's really nothing to resist against. I'm not saying, you know, a lot of the times the ego and it'll interpret that in a way where, oh, well, then you need to avoid something. Uh, if you want to be, like, really that spiritual, like, on that level, then you need to avoid, like, say, going to the doctor or something like that. Or not, you know, if someone says... Um, like you, you say, oh, I hate Western medicine or something like that. Someone says, hey, I got this thing. It really worked for me. You want to try it? You're not listening to anything but your chitter, chatter, chitter, chatter. <laughs> See, if you're relaxing, the answer just comes to you. Yeah, all, of, all, of your, all of your dogma and all of your bullshit is just like out the window because it's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. You know, you don't have to take a position. There's no position to take. Like, oh, I never do it this way. Or I never, uh, I never um, put up my boundaries or something like that. It's true. You never put up your boundaries. You're not capable of putting up your boundaries because you don't know what you want. But if you're, if you're allowing that sense of relaxation, those boundaries just occur. Not, uh, no doing of your own. You just see the boundaries just unfold that way. And whatever it is, and, and then also whatever it is that is expressed through you, whatever is expressed through you, you're in acceptance of that. Whatever it is. Even if you get a reaction that seems like a negative reaction, you're in acceptance of that. And you're also in acceptance of the negative reaction. That's relaxing too, isn't it? <laughs> you know. It's like, the, oh, it's like, you know, someone's upset. It's like... That sense of upset that you perceive in another person, that comes from you, so allow compassion for it. And it's just like really simple. It's not something that you do. Like, see, this is how you do it. It's just a, it, it's just a sense. It's, you, get, you get a sense, oh, someone's upset or I feel upset. 
whatever. And you just allow that to be what it is, you know. And, and however, however you perceive yourself is just accepted, you know. And then that sense of acceptance is always, it's always extended to everyone else. That's how it works, you know. Whenever we see, whenever we have the perception of someone, say, getting offended or something like that, that's a non-acceptance of themselves, okay? If we feel offended, it's the same kind of thing. So in just offering compassion for ourselves, that compassion automatically gets extended, and there's nothing to carry along with you as if something's wrong. I need, to, I need to change, I need to get better, I need to um, do things better. You're not doing anything. That's another thing. You're not ever doing anything. It's really more like watching a show or a movie, you know, where you're the main character. You're the main character in your movie, you know? And, it, and it's, like, uh, it's like, you know, you're the hero of it. <laughs> Director, producer, everybody. Everybody, yes, exactly. So, as far as with us, like between us and our relating and everything, you know, that's, that's more of an energetic experience. But, you know, we've taken the physical to seem so real. It's like, oh, you know, we get the perception someone didn't, uh, didn't honor their agreements. And it's like, oh, God, what do I do? Someone didn't honor their agreements. That, is, that means nothing. It means nothing at all that they didn't honor their agreements. You know, it's, it's, you're, you're interpreting something. You're interpreting an energy. So you can get this sense like people don't honor their agreements. It's like way more playful like that, way more fun like that. Like, if I get the, if I, I should say, when I get the perception that someone has wronged me, it's like, I can just play with that energy of having the sense like I've been wronged. That's all. And get some relaxation there. See? So I don't have to make any decisions on my own, like how I'm going to react to that, or what am I going to do about that or how our relationship is going to go now, is it going to change, and stuff like that. It's just, it's just automatically known. It's just, as soon as there's a question, there's an answer. It's automatically known. I don't have to ask myself on, you know, on that level of worldly understanding. I don't have to consult my worldly understanding about whether I should react to someone, say, not honoring their agreements. There aren't any. There really aren't any. In fact, you know, even the idea of agreement is only made manifest so that people can break them in. You can get that kind of sensation. <laughs> Previously choreographed. <laughs> well, my other, yeah, my other agreements, the one that's, ones that satisfied me, they followed through on their end of it. So I know that this is wrong if they're not honoring their agreements because now I feel dissatisfied. But if you take that sense of, of dissatisfaction as a gift, like for me, I'm always thanking the person silently. 
I mean, if it's, if it's not verbally, at least silently thanking the person if I get any kind of uncomfortable feeling, you know. That changes it so that it's not, it's not being met with the thoughts from the system of fear. It's not being met like that anymore. You know, I might still be feeling the upset sensation too, but also holding to the truth. And holding to the truth, it's bringing it all back where there's, a, where, where there's that relaxation, that joy of the, you know, uh, that flow, the flow of compassion. And it's generous. There's no stopping it. There's no stopping it. It's, it's just like, it's, it's, like the, it's like it's a hose and, you know, it gets pinched. <laughs> there's always a little bit coming through otherwise you would have no experience of a life <laughs> there's always a little bit coming through but you know it's like it, it's where there's the willingness it'll just open up and it'll flow like that so there can be this uh, this um, opening, 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 and then there might be a little bit of a fear concept in a while, for a while, just to keep the world, <laughs> just to keep the world upheld, just so that you can experience more world, you know, maybe reach more people, I mean, really, that's the only thing that has any value anyways, and it's not like you have to go out and become a missionary or anything like that, but you're always relating, you're always relating, even if you don't see the person, they're arising in your mind. You're always relating. So you're always in relationship. And so that's all, all, that, all that has any value is the extension of love through all of your relating. And that's real love. That's the kind of love that has no opposite. In this world, in this world a lot of that has to do with forgiving forgiving what you're making of them when you feel upset toward them. That's where it really flows. Because it's like easy for, uh, you know, easy for you to feel like you love a person when they seem like they're satisfying your desires or they're living up to their role that they have in your life. It's easy in that part to feel like, oh yeah, I love them, you know. But it's not so easy when, you know, it's something like, you know, like married people, it could be anything. Oh, you didn't pay the electric bill, and now the electricity went off? Shit, you know, like, <laughs> like anything, like anything that, anything that arises about, uh, uh, you know, uh, oh, you're on the internet again, you know? <laughs> you're not doing what I think you should be doing. So even in that kind of close relationship, parent-child, too, you know, by the way, I have a book here called Unschooling for Parents, and um, it's available on Amazon, too. But here in Pune, it's 10 bucks. Um, yeah, and, and it's all about that relationship with the child, and it's as if you have to, you know, control what they do. You're responsible for how they turn out and all that kind of stuff. And it kind of goes through my process of um, having this understanding occur to me while raising children <laughs> so in changing the whole way you know that's a, like the way that we relate with everyone it's not like you know my kids stopped hearing from me about how they do things wrong for instance that's not how you do it and, and it just and you know it just came from paying attention to that guide that comes through feeling 
you see? So when I'd have an interaction with my kids, for instance, if an upset feeling arose, just in giving attention to that feeling and letting it be there and letting it, in letting it do what it does, let it flow however it flows. And it just became like that. It just it came revealed to me that they don't need any kind of discipline. They don't need any kind of punishment. They don't want to brush their teeth. If they don't want to clean their room, I don't have to. And it just like felt so good. It was like, ah, you know, if they asked me to buy them something and, and you know, if I wouldn't like ask them if they need it or try to find out if they need it, I just buy it for them. <laughs> you know? It was like, stop asking the questions like that and ask the question more from within. So there's not like a rule about how you should relate with people or how you should raise kids or anything like that. But it just comes to you, however it's good for you. You know, however it's good for you. Sometimes I get people asking me, um, what should I do in this situation? Should I enforce discipline in this situation? Or should I demand that my partner um, do this in this situation? And, you know, that there's no answer to that that there's no answer to that really because that's something that you find out for yourself based on feeling it comes through feeling you know it's like it's like you could say that uh the answer the answer that you get from god let's say is not going to be a specific thing that you do it's a feeling that you get and it's and if you allow it if you allow it the thing that you do out of that feeling is just done. It's just done for you. And you realize you're not even doing it. It's just done for you. And, you know, questions like, oh my God, but what about if they don't brush their teeth and they get rotten teeth and then they go to the dentist and stuff? Well, there aren't any teeth. That's the thing. There really aren't. And, you know, that's not important. That's not nearly as important as what we're here for, you know. What we, what, we're, what we manifest ourselves here for, let's say, is to extend love to one another. That's all. That's all. All these other roles that we set up, they are for upholding the world. They're for extending time, making conflict, Making unreality seem like reality. That's all these roles are for. And the unwillingness is to just relax and let the thing unfold. You know, they have songs like that. Let it be is one of them. <laughs> you know. But, it, but it's really true. You know, you, you can just let it be. And that's the thing. The, the less you, you know, I think, I think in, in Buddhism, it might be Buddhism, they call it interference. Like, you don't have to interfere with the unfolding. <laughs> it's taking care of itself. The, the, the hero of your movie is a body concept. The hero of your movie, that's just a body concept. And everything else that you perceive in the world is energetically reflected back to you out of that body concept. Okay? It's playing out. It's playing out its course, which is changing all the time according to how you see it. <laughs> and what you need, really, what you need, where you need to be, the people that you need to be with, the ones that you need to reach, you're always going to be there. You're always going to find yourself there. 
You just let yourself be used as that kind of an instrument all the time. You know, you don't have to define your course or anything like that. It's just taking place. It just goes like that. Whenever you feel that you have the pressure on yourself, and a good place to look is like right around the abdomen area because it tightens there. I know that's how it works for me. It might be different for you. But it'll tighten up there first, so I'm paying attention to that area and seeing if it's like relaxed, you know. There's like the solar plexus area and below that into like maybe it's intestines. I don't know what's going on there. But there is something where, you know, when, when I'm feeling upset and I don't know it, the first sign I get is my lower to mid abdomen seem to be gripping like a grip. And in just, in, in just putting my attention there, it's inviting it to relax. And as it's invited to relax, the decisions automatically are made. And, and I'll, see the, I'll see like the course of wherever I'm headed in thought and in, and in physical as well, shift. All of a sudden shift, and then that energy shift. See, Isn't that much more fun than trying to figure it out? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just easeful. Sounds like you're saying, take your hands off the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. And because because whatever is whatever is playing out, it's not even a choice that you make. You make apparent choices and then try to take responsibility for them. That was a bad choice. Look where it le- look where it led us. This isn't good. How can you say that? See. The only reason you have, uh, you have an association, you've associated with yourself, yourself as something that makes choices is so that you can make the wrong one and get that guilty feeling. Or make the right one and get that prideful feeling, which is really the same feeling. So, so this, uh, this is like an add-on to uh, thank you for letting me know. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Yep, definitely. Yeah, it can't be another way. It can't be another way. And the illusion will try to convince you that it is another way. That, oh no, this isn't good. This is too much. This upset feeling tells me that this is too much. Oh no, they're doing that again. another thing something that came to me this week really powerfully is how these images that we perceive these bodies that we perceive of everyone in our field they're no different than say a rock okay it's the same consciousness it's the same exact consciousness so it's like Say a rock rolls down a hill and hits your ankle. You know. And look at, look at being pissed at that rock. I mean, some people do. They'll kick it or something. <laughs> Damn rock. How dare you roll down that hill and strike my foot like that. <laughs> but the anger is always misplaced. 
It's always misplaced. The getting upset with someone is like getting upset with something, like an inanimate object, really. Because remember what I said, no one's doing anything. No one's really doing anything. Who you're communicating with, that's always source. That's always you in consciousness. That's always you. You're always communicating with the same exact one, no matter you're talking to a rock or you're talking to a person. doesn't matter. It's the same one. So you start to see how futile it is to get angry with a person or upset with a person or feed into thoughts that say that they're doing it wrong. They're loving you wrong. They're crossing your boundaries wrong. See, anything like that. When you start to see that these bodies that you've projected out into the field, they're really objects. They're really objects. But through those objects, through those objects, you can communicate. And, and, you know, people are the most special in this because they're the ones who can really get us going. And they're the ones that are really giving us these gifts, you know. As, as long as you have as long as you have the anger within you and you believe it you're going to have anger come up and believe that it's real believe that the other person is responsible for the anger or you can turn it around on yourself too and believe that you are guilty of it and that's the thing you're not capable of getting angry really you identify with a thought feeling construct identified as anger you identify with that that's all you're not really capable of getting anger angry so if you have the perception of yourself being angry forgive it fast what do i mean by forgive it didn't happen it didn't really happen okay this immediately it's always right now Watch, your, watch how you feel. And when you're communicating with people, you can see how you feel. You can see when you're trying. You can see when the burden is on yourself to try to make this conversation go a certain way. Try to make them see it your way. And you can just back off when things get distorted, you could say. The energy starts going wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> just back off of that energetically and let it all work itself out so I guess nothing is happening this week. <laughs> I was just thinking that <laughs> thank you for saying that <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's mind-generated. And it's all for one purpose, and that's the only thing that's of any importance. Making money is a distraction. Making money, just the thought of it. It's not like making money's bad. That's not what I'm saying. You can make a shit ton of money and not be attached to it. Okay? It's not like that's a bad thing. But this thought of how do I make money... That's a kind of seeking. That's worldly seeking. You don't need that. 
You don't need to seek. You don't need to seek in the world. That will just occur to you. In the perfect time. It will just occur to you. You're not supported by money. That doesn't, that, that's not how you really pay for things. That's how you made the illusion of it so you can make it seem like you've got to do something about that. See? It's like, no matter what occurs to you, I need to make money thought, for instance, you can relax. Maybe you'll find yourself looking for a job. You don't know. Whatever it is, you can relax. Because wherever you're led, if you're, if you're led to a job interview, you know, it's not even really le- like led. That's not really it. So like, if, when, when your body concept p- plays out and you sense yourself going on a job interview, that's a divine meeting. The goal is not to get a job. <laughs> The goal is not to win the job. <laughs> and you know, the funny thing is, it's like really easy to get a job that way. <laughs> I always did. People always wanted to hire me. Well, sometimes they didn't, but that was right. That was perfect. <laughs> sometimes it's like, well, you really don't seem that serious about this job. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not serious about it. <laughs> It's not, <laughs> or, or, um, or no, you can't come back to work here because you're having too much fun on this job. <laughs> it's perfect. I end up at a job where I could have more fun. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> so I'm like, how dare you get mad at me for having fun? <laughs> Fuck this job. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks. It's like freedom, you know. (laughs) You you know, you just won't mind. You just won't mind whatever it is, you know. It's not like you're afraid your boyfriend's going to break up with you or your husband's going to, like, cheat on you or your wife's going to become a floozy or something. You know, you just... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah, it sounds awesome. <laughs> you know, but you don't have to worry about those kinds of things. You don't have to concern yourself with those kinds of things because whatever anyone does, whatever way anyone goes, it's a gift. And in- that includes death. That includes death. You know, it's like you don't have to be afraid of a, a kid dying, for instance. You know, you don't have to be afraid of your kid dying. It's like really not possible for them to die, um, in, even in the illusion, without their authority. So if they die, that's their path, actually. And it's also a gift to you, a big gift to you. It's definitely not something that you have to concern yourself with. And, you know... That's why my kids can just do whatever they like to do. That's why they can, like, you know, go out and say, Mom, I don't want you to call. I I don't know when I'm going to come home. I don't want you to call me. I don't want you to call any parents. Okay, see you when I see (laughs) you. Or, Mom, I'm going to the roof. I'm going to hang out up there. (laughs) 
oh my God, what if he falls off? And it's like you just allow the relaxation. It's not like you have to try to push the thought away. Oh my God, what if he falls off and dies? And then I'm the worst mother in the world and probably go to jail for neglect or something. Uh, you let those thoughts do their thing and you pay attention to what kind of feeling effect you're getting. And by that feeling effect, I mean that feeling effect is from the base thought of separation. It's not from having the perception of, say, your son on the roof or driving a fast car or something like that or doing a bunch of drugs or anything. It's the thought of separation that brings up the uncomfortable feeling. So um, the feeling effect is not the effect of what you are perceiving. It's not coming from what you're perceiving. It's coming from the thought that you separated yourself from reality and that's just a trigger, a gift. You can say it's a gift. See? So it's like you, you see, you know, you have an open hand, things come and go, people come and go, circumstances, and you don't need to try to push anything away, and you also don't need to try to grasp it. Just love, it's like really that simple. And then the people who need to be around you will be around you. And the people who need to go away from you will go away from you. And the people who need to seem like they're angry with you will seem like they're angry with you. And they might go away mad. It's okay. Let's keep offering the compassion. And don't give any credence to thoughts that condemn them. Say if you have the perception of someone being angry with you. Don't give any credence to any thoughts that make them wrong for that because they're not really like that. That's not really the way you perceive them. That's not really how they are. They only love you. They only know how to extend love, love to you and nothing else. Whatever else you see to them, about them, that's what you made. That's their gift to you. It's like you could say it's like an agreement that you made with them to give you that gift. It's a gift of awareness. It's, a, it's an opportunity to allow more compassion in and undo that base thought and have more freedom and joy in your own expression. See? See how it's really simple, but then it seems like it's difficult in certain moments? <laughs> I do too. It's fun. It's kind of like hide and seek. It's only temporary, that sense that something's wrong. It's passing. Notice even if you follow it, you could like stay up all night being depressed or something. I don't know. Maybe being sad or being depressed. And eventually it passes. It just passes anyways. But, you know, it passes because that energy passed, but nothing's been healed without your willingness to see it as it really is. It's just really coming, you know. It's just in willingness to see I am projecting this because that's where the hard part is. You could say the hard part comes in, and basically identification with the ego is what makes it hard. Because the ego really wants to make you see it this way as if this is really happening and something's really wrong right now. And you notice the urgency in it too. Like you have to think about this now. You can't 
be present to anything else until you're done with this thought. And that's how the, that's that's how they become sticky. It's almost like it's almost like your energy field and that thought are resonant. That kind of thought process is resonant. So that thought process is like, oh, this is where I get my energy. Thought processes have no energy on their own. They do not receive that compassion that you do and everything else that you have the perception of in consciousness has in order to manifest like that. They do not receive that from anyone but us. They only receive their thought process, only receive, only, only receive their life from us. So it's like a thought process arises to you. Like, let's say, how am I going to pay the rent? Let's do that one. That one's fun. How am I going to pay the rent? That thought process. And it, it would be like, I need to think about this right now. And right now, it's just like comes in. It's almost like it, it just like bonks you in the head. Maybe you're in the shower or something. It just like hits you. And I need to think, I need to figure this out right now. You know, I need to figure this out. So the more you go along with that, the stronger it gets. The stronger it gets, the more you have accepted your, yourself as the one who's responsible for getting the things that you want and need and for sustaining your life as long as you're identifying yourself like that, those thought structures get stronger and stronger. And then there gets to be, you know, it really starts to amplify too as people go up in years. Oh, now I don't have as much energy. How am I even going to do all this work that I have been doing to sustain myself all this time? And, you know, it's never been the truth. It's really never been the truth. But as long as you think it's, gonna, it's the truth, then it looks like that. It looks and feels that way. Because you keep on feeding into the same thought structure about how you have to do things. So that's why, you know, the, the thought system of love, the thought system that's been given you, you could say it's your one true guide thought system that's been given you it completely resolves those thoughts that make you into something that has to be responsible for your own life even in the illusion you don't have to take responsibility for your own life and you're not really capable of it but in thinking that you are you make yourself have that burden like you're responsible for what you're, do, what you're doing, what you're going to do, how you're going to make your livelihood, everything like that. So there's no time to just love because of this feeling of being burdened. There ends up being more, no time to just love what is. And that's really all that, all that time is for. Okay. And I don't mean trying to make the illusion into something lovely, like look on the bright side or something like that. <laughs> look on the right side. There's people starving in China and you have food. <laughs> it's all right. You don't like peas, you still have to eat them. 
look on the bright side. <laughs> no, I'm saying that the thought system that is, you could say, given to you in love will totally resolve these ideas so that you can stay in joy, basically. It's the same. Peace, joy. Peace. See? It's never on your shoulders. Now I have to... I've heard people go, uh, I'm going to Hilo. Like, it's like really a burden to go to Hilo. <laughs> I mean, it just... Wow, it's so hard. Every time you believe in that, going to Hilo sucks more. That's just the way it goes. It just starts to suck for you more. Is you believe that you're actually going to Hilo. You're not going anywhere. You're not even going anywhere. Hilo is going to... A drive to Hilo occurs to you, and then Hilo occurs to you. Whoa! Like, you don't even drive to get there. You know... So what does it matter what you're doing, what you find yourself doing? You know, it's you making it up. It's you making it up as you go along. So basically everything here is made up, is false, is not happening. And uh, it is kind of like a dream where there's a sensation of something, but nothing's really happening. Yes. It's just kind of like you say, a projection of your mind that uh, is wanting to, the, the projection is kind of, like, as you say, like an escape. You're projecting into this world to try and escape into it, to try and avoid reality. And then find yourself in it. Find yourself in reality? <laughs> and then try to find yourself in the world you made. Oh, through. I see. <laughs> try and find your way out of the maze you created. <laughs> well, for for quite a for quite a while it seems there's more of a drive to try to make this maze into a reality and it's like searching around for things in the maze. And one of them is like I was talking about how do I make money? You know, that's one of those that makes it like okay. And then you find maybe you know, you get the impression that you found out how to make money. Okay, that's good. Now, how do I get a really trick body, you know? <laughs> or something will come up <laughs> to keep you seeking again. <laughs> you could just stop seeking. You could just completely stop seeking in the world, you know? If there's going to be any seeking, let it be for that guidance that comes from your source, you know? Seeking for the truth. You know, we talked a little bit on Facebook about channeling. Um, channeling the same same kind of thing like uh, the thoughts that occur to us are basically like channeling you know it's like which which guide do you want which guide do you want do you want the guy that speaks for the for the truth most people don't even know that guide they don't even know that guide exists because the world seems so real See? or do you want the guide that helps you get manifestations and keep seeking in the world it's like which one do you want and then we have like th then we have channelers that are channeling messages right there's all these different entities and people are channeling messages 
A Course in Miracles is a channel. It's a Jesus channeling. And uh, then there's like Abraham Hicks and all these different channeling, channeling people. Um, and, you know, a lot of it is, most of it that I see is about getting what you want in the world. It's all about seeking. And that's how people are using it. They're like all about seeking. And there's not a problem with that at all. I mean, there's nothing wrong. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. So there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like trying to get, trying to get something. It's just, it's just going nowhere. It's really going nowhere. And, you know, just like there's, just like there's physical beings that we perceive in the world who are attached to the world and afraid of it being released, there are unseen beings the same way that you can channel. Also help you to uphold the world. What do you want? What do you want in the world? Let me help you get it. See? Let me help you get what you want in the world. And that's only for keeping you seeking. Because you're never going to be satisfied. You're never going to be satisfied with this world. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, like, you know, people think if they haven't had the perception of it in this world. Okay, if I just have, um, let's say, unlimited money, then everything would be great. Right? And then, and, and then people get to that and see that it's not so great. You know, if that's what you're seeking, if that's what you're seeking, then that's where the trajectory is going. Because it could take lifetimes to get to that. <laughs> where you're just like, uh, all of a sudden you have a lifetime, you have a rich per, you're a rich person. You know, but then you find out, oh, that was all for nothing. Because I still feel this way. So in the illusion of time, as you know, as we're seeking for things in the world, we're extending this illusion of time. We're we're making more time so we can achieve these goals. Anything that we feel like we're longing for, that partner, for instance, I get that one a lot. I just think it would be so fun to share this with a partner. And it's like, allow fun now. Just as you are. Just as you are. And the funny thing is, the partners, they just show up. They just show up wherever they need to. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to learn anything. Not that, you, not that you can't find yourself learning something, feel inspired to it. But you don't need it, you're like you're already accomplished. There's nothing to accomplish here. <laughs> and it's no different if you find yourself accomplishing things or not accomplishing things. Except in your interpretation. What meaning does it have? Basically, nothing means anything here. It's all just showing up for one purpose. And look how quickly 
Something you just like, judgment can just show up. Why are they driving so slow in front of me? Why did they just stop right there? Oh, God. <laughs> and then nothing's wrong. That's the thing. Nothing's wrong. You just get that. Get that, that it's a projection. And let the feeling reveal to you how to relax. Extend love. That's all they're, they're waiting for. They're over there in the car ahead of you or a couple cars ahead of you. That's all they're, that's all they're asking for. <laughs> and you feel it within yourself. You receive it. And so do they, and so does everyone else. So they say that the way out of the maze is to ascend. Because when you're in the maze, uh, everything we're talking about, projection, driving, mm -hmm. it all happens uh, horizontally. Mm -hmm. So it's like there's the past and the future, and you're in the middle. There's this horizontal line where you I'm in the middle, and the past is behind me, and the future is ahead of me. And so it's always like this lower level, horizontal kind of, uh, you know, they talk about the serpent that's always slithering on the ground. And so then the way out of the maze is to ascend. So then when you're ascending, then what's above is below, and what's below is above, then, then you're in vertical consciousness. Like the, the, the I, the, the, the capital letter I is a vertical line. And so uh, the, the, the horizontal, it's like a negative sign. It's a negative, it's a horizontal sign. Whereas if you uh, add the vertical, then it becomes a plus sign. So then the negative becomes the positive. <laughs> through the vertical awareness which is always in the present in the here and now whereas the horizontal is this past past and future that, that we're projecting and that we're moving into yeah that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is like a it is like that though like what bob's describing is like um, everything that you go after here, it's kind of like you're not going anywhere. You're just like meandering around, you know. It's kind of like meandering around everything that you go after. You know, a partner, uh, fit body, better health, well-behaved kids, you know, money. So it's, it's like, what? Well-behaved kids, that'll never happen. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it, it's a the thing about the thing about well-behaved kids. The thing about well-behaved kids is that is also just a judgment. So it's not. So it's like not a thing, you know. It's not really a thing. There's just like no, um, 
real, uh, real test for that. Like, what is a well-behaved kid? So the thought system of love that is that's kind of like brings you vertical. You could say it's like it's like it it is kind of like an ascension because there's a lightening of the energy. You know, there's a it's a lightening up. So it is kind of like an ascension like that. And, you know, another way I've described it that's similar to that is that there are all these different um, kinds of, uh, of experiences that are already set out in time, kind of like on little different levels or dimensions like that. And they go this way, like this, past the future. And as you accept the relaxation that's offered to you, the compassion that's offered to you, it's like you're ascending these different levels. So your timeline changes. Your timeline is always changing to serve, basically, your level of consciousness at that time. So it's it's like when 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 the thought of God is accepted, you're automatically ascended to a different level different learning processes it doesn't mean they're going to look any particular way better worse anything like that it's just what you need it is what you need that's all to get to the next level you can say you know you can look at it like a video game too it's fun like that <laughs> well, i look at it like steps where you're mm-hmm. on the horizontal plane and then all of a sudden you run into a wall and there's some kind of pain or suffering or problem or whatever. But that's to, then to lead you into the uh, vertical where you ascend and then you're on a higher plateau. Mm-hmm. And you just keep going up steps to, to, the, to the next level. Yes. I love that one. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you listened to the recordings as it come out? Can hear you talk? Who me? Yeah. Do you know? Does anyone know? Uh, yeah, you can, I can kind of hear people, you know, if you really listen. Okay. It's like hearing you where you can hear I'm right hear there. Well. Yeah. Okay. So, in case anyone didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> What Bob said, that, it, that the way he sees it is kind of like steps. So it's like you're on this certain level of consciousness and you run into sort of like a wall where there's some pain or suffering and that's giving you the opportunity to accept what's true and it, it's like you step up to the next level of consciousness. Or you could stay there for a really long time. You know, it's like the, your head against that wall. Yeah, that's right. This is still happening. Oh my god! <laughs> and that's yeah. One other question. Yeah. Uh, sort of, you know, the conversation being all about being rather than doing. Well, what if you find yourself energized and enlivened by using this existence <laughs> in which we've chosen to be human and like contributing and playing and like, you know, whether that's coming up with plastic solutions or providing steps for people to come through different higher levels of understanding <coughs> themselves, um, would that also be considered like a samsaric sort of cycle or could that just be the, the pure essence and joy wanting to create more of life? 
Okay, so the, the pure essence in joy does not want to create, quote, in this manifestation, pure essence of joy doesn't really know about this manifestation. This is a dream made out of a thought of separation. So uh, the pure essence in joy is, is for only for undoing this illusion. Whatever you seem to be doing in the illusion is perfectly good. It doesn't look like anything, that's why. It doesn't look at it like anything. So if, you're, if you find yourself, say, um, doing something that's labeled it's helping humanity, let's say, okay, there's no such thing as that. And if you recognize that there's no such thing as that and there's only extending, you know, extending that love and that joy of creation, which isn't, which isn't happening here, by the way. It's make-believe. That's a way different than creation. It's way, way different. Yeah, and so it's just, it, here, it's make-believe. And so when you recognize that it's make-believe and all of this that I'm doing is meaningless, then this burden isn't on yourself to make more of this what you call samsara. See, that's, that's, what it, that's what's extending time, is in thinking that you can make a real difference in the world. You can make a difference in undoing the world. <laughs> totally. Totally. And so, and so coming into like, I'm going to use the word presence, okay. coming into just pure being and like a, out of the illusion, that would be undoing this world and then, and then what? <laughs> well, and then you're going to be so surprised at what reality is that you'll forget all about this. You will be so you, pleasantly accessed, surprised. Have you accessed this place? Well, I could say that I've accessed it to a degree in feeling, in feeling, but this is what's being given to me and spoken through me right now. Okay. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's just, you know, reality is so good that even the best that you see here, and, you know, I was on a beautiful black sand beach yesterday. It was just me and my girlfriend and one fisherman on Sunday fun day when everyone else was down at Kahena, and it was the most beautiful day. There's rainbows, <laughs> a really hot fisherman over on the thing, and you know, and it's like, you know, I was sharing with my friend, but this is just a sliver of the, of, of the bliss of reality. This is just a little sliver of it. It's like giving you a little taste of it. It's just like a little tiny taste of it, you know, and you know, in the illusion, it'll be like, oh my goodness. Let's not let anyone find out about, else find out about this beach because, you know, and it'll get overrun with hippies and like there'll, there'll be beer cans and whatever, <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> yeah. In reality, there's just nothing like that. There's nothing like that. It's just, it, it's beauty and more beauty and more beauty. And it's like, it's like um, in this, in this kind of, I'm going to use density, the term density, in this kind of density, it's like we don't really know what beauty is. Beauty is a judgment here. See? And it, tur and it turns into something else. One minute we're on the beautiful black sand. We're like laying straight on the sand and getting really hot. And then the next minute it's freaking pouring. <laughs> we're running. <laughs> the fisherman comes down. Like, get out of here, ladies. Big storm is coming. <laughs> So you, you see what I mean? That answer your question? 
Yeah. So it's not like you. It's not like you would find anything wrong. I mean, we naturally get motivated towards certain kinds of action. Like I get motivated to come over here to Wisdom Dialogues. Like one of the most fun things I ever do. You know. And, and it's like, and, 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 you know, it's not like, it's not like I have a choice in it. I know that I don't have a choice in it. I'm just, just enjoy it. See, you know, and, and then, and, and then another thing that I just love about it is that, you know, it's like sharing this, sharing this. I know how, it, I know how that is important because that means something, but you don't have to be doing a wisdom dialogue for sharing it. You can, it could be with your family. Your family is great. You want to see your relations with your family come into alignment? And start extending love to them. You know? Maybe, you, maybe, your, maybe your mom, you get a trigger from your mom. You know? Maybe your mom says something to you like, Hey, have you been brushing your teeth over there in Hawaii or something? <laughs> <laughs> I know. What is it about? <laughs> it's hilarious. Well, I got a lot on Facebook just this week from parents who are really worried about their kids' teeth. <laughs> you know, because I have one chapter of my book that's about that. And they're like, well, you know, won't I be so guilty if when I go to the dentist and the dentist tells me, like, what have you been doing? Like, how come you haven't been making your kid brush their teeth? Like, they have really bad teeth. And, and, I, and I go, that's a gift the dentist is giving you right there. You know, that's it right there. It's like, do you accept that guilty thought? That, you know, that there's actually a past where teeth weren't being brushed even? I mean, come on, you're projecting that right now. You're projecting even the idea that the teeth weren't being brushed right now to make that the reason why they have some screwy teeth right now. See? My kids, with my kids, you know, I just, they don't even have to go to the dentist. They don't. They don't go. They're not into it. They start brushing their teeth. They all start brushing their teeth after a little while. They just like to have good breath. Don't get next to me. I can smell your breath. Um, I think I did have that one before. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay. You don't have to brush your teeth, but uh, yeah, you got to keep your mouth like at least as far from me. <laughs> Boundaries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it, and, and, you know, it's just fun to see whatever it is that comes out of my mouth. I don't know what it'll be, you know. I don't know how, it, how it's going to come out. But, you know, I'm, all, I'm, all I'm doing is the simplest thing. It's the simplest thing. I'm just allowing more relaxation. It's, that's all. And that's, you know, the truth is relaxation. Because then you don't have any burden on yourself to have to do anything right. Like, especially with the life of a person, a little person is going to grow up in a big person. And then they're going to represent you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> their, bo- their body's going to be a representation of how well or terrible you did as a parent. It's not true. It doesn't matter either way. I've seen enough to see that. There's a, plenty of parents who, you know, think that they did it exactly perfect. And what the heck is wrong with them? And there's all different ways. I see all different ways of parenting. And, you know, some of, them are, some of the kids are like, their parents are like, 
wow, you know, they're really like motivated. They want to do this stuff and, and, and they're inventing something or something like that. And then, and then it's like, yeah, well that one, you know, they're really into cocaine. That's what they do. You know, it's like, it's really all the same. And in just loving them all the same and loving everyone all the same, however, their path is going you know, that's, a, that's how, that's, uh, that's according to their authority how that's going. And also the way that you perceive it is you making it into something. Because you're not even perceiving it, them as they are at all. I've seen uh, parents who, you know, really don't like their kid playing video games. But they let them do it anyways because they think that if they let their kid do it anyways, then they're going to stop doing it soon. <laughs> and yeah and what I've seen like I know one mom with kids that are in their 30s and they're still two I know two right off the top of my head that have kids in their 30s and they're still doing it they're still doing the video game thing and kind of like acting depressed and victimized and stuff like that and the mom is like I regret having let my kid play video games like that because now look how they turned out and I said well, how were you feeling when they were playing video games? I feel the same way about it as I always have. And I was like, well, that's where it is, right there. You're, they pick up on that feeling and keep on playing it out. That's what the video game is. It's just like, keep on playing it out. You know, you're, you're never really allowing that. Allowing that. You mean you're judging it. Mm-hmm. And the kid is sitting there... They're totally feeling it. Oh, yeah. Um, they are so feeling it. There's not, uh, there's, you know, like A Course in Miracles puts it, there's no private thoughts. So whatever you're thinking about someone, they're getting that too. And there's a rebellion that goes along with that. There's rebellious kind of energy. So That would mean that somebody can do something to me, right? What's that? That would mean that some, someone can do something to me. Yes. It would mean that someone can do something to you. Yeah, if you... That's not true. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's not true. What, do you want to elaborate on that? What do you mean? Well, I mean, like, uh, if I'm responsible for what I'm projecting on another, mm-hmm. that another is, can be a threat to me by projecting something on me. Let's say I'm in the ocean, mm-hmm. and somebody is really worried, thinking I'm... Drowning, yes, and I see it, and then it starts to affect me. Like this. Okay, yeah. So, so it's like it's like you're projecting that, but not in a in a way that you're responsible for it as the as it is in the illusion. You're responsible for the feeling that is arising right now. You're responsible only for allowing compassion right there for that feeling that's arising. See, you might find yourself physically going out there and saving themselves, them or not. You don't know. Maybe there's a lifeguard on duty. Did that answer your question? Um, maybe it's not the right one. I think she was saying she was going in the water. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, I was just thinking because uh, we always were saying that nobody can do anything to you. Yes. Right? But if we can do something to the kids, if right. they're picking up on our energy, it means somebody can also send energy to us and then we will pick up, you know? 
Well, it's a, it's like it's like an offering. It's like an offering. Like we feel each other. We feel each other. We share the same mind. So it's not like they have to take it and as a, as if it's their as if it's their own thing and that they have to accept that. But with kids and parents and you know generally it automatically is getting accepted because there's not that awareness there. So it's like, it's like where, the, where the parent is resistant to whatever it is the kids are doing. See? The kids can feel that and they're reacting to it automatically. They're just reacting to it automatically. So the rebellious energy arises and that's where the conflict comes in. So it's not like anyone can do it to anyone else. In fact, the kid is also projecting that kind of energy as well it's just an opportunity right there to allow healing to allow that compassionate healing in so that it's like oh that doesn't mean anything it just takes one person actually the parent or the child to recognize the meaninglessness of it and that's how the healing occurs see so it's it really it's really you know up to either one, whichever one is stronger, it could be the kid even. It could be the kid to realize, oh, that doesn't mean anything. And, you know, to recognize, oh, this feeling that I get, this rebellious feeling that I get, it doesn't really mean anything. And really soften the parent up with that, you know, to just be, but a lot of the time it's like the kid is like, fuck you, mom. I do this. So it's really different. It's really different for me. Like I have a couple boys that are gamers. They're one of them is pretty much into gaming a lot right now. He's 11 years old, and then there's one who's 18, not so much anymore. Um, but it's more like an energy of supporting that, not in making it as something wrong. It's definitely nothing that they try out. Nothing that they get interested in is wrong. No matter what society might be saying right now about electronics ruining brains and all that kind of stuff, you know, it's like not in making it wrong, but in actually supporting it, you know, like it, like, you know, having fun with them about it doesn't mean you have to play video games. You're not a gamer, but just, you know, having fun with them, joking around with them about their games and, you know, getting their games for them, asking them where, where they are, the level they're on, and, you know, having, actually having genuine fun with them, then it's a different thing. It's like there's not this re, they're not sitting there at the video game trying to use it kind of like as a drug to avoid you. <laughs> See? It's more like fun. And, and the more fun they learn to have, the, more, the easier it is for them to just have fun in any kind of circumstance. You know, and and uh, and allow the fun to lead them to even their jobs, their careers, their partners, um, and not be and not be made to act out of this rebelliousness. You know, because that doesn't serve anyone. It's just more separation. Yeah. Well, I was a peace person, and uh, my son wanted to be in the military. Uh-huh. The other side of that, and he did, and he went to war and everything. <laughs> and then the other side of that was um, I chased ambulances with him, and he became adopted. You know, so he did, he, 
So that I was doing in joy. Uh huh. You know, we watched the people go in the house and come out with the person, and you know. Oh, fun! Yeah. That's what you wanted. Yeah. You wanted to do. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, it, it's interesting to see that I still have the judgment towards the war in the military. Uh huh. And I, I think it's still a thing between us. So oh, how really sweet! That's really fun. That. Yeah. Oh, that's really fun. Uh huh. My son was just talking to a military recruiter, my 18-year-old son. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's no problem. I don't, I don't have any kind of resistance to that at all. It's like, kind of like gaming. <laughs> but one part that I thought was pretty funny, they asked him if he, uh, if he ever smoked pot, and he's like, I'm from Pune. <laughs> the recruiters goes, you cannot have that answer. He's like, um, I only tried pot twice. He's like, okay, that'll. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> I'm like, well, they let you just like change your answer. He's like, yeah. I'm like, they got you. Who didn't smoke pot by that age? <laughs> Yeah, they wouldn't get anyone in the military. Yeah, right. They, they do everything once they're you know, <laughs> once they're in. The it's, it's fair game. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, going back to the people, the bodies that you perceive here, they're just like you know anything else, like that pillar or the floor. Uh, they're kind of like. You know, they they have a utility as in, you know, they present themselves as in, like, they fit into your life somehow. They appear to fit into your life somehow. Maybe they're your gardener, you know. Maybe they're your partner. Maybe they're your kid. Anything, you know, any way that they seem to fit into their life. And in just accepting them as they are and and in your willingness to extend love to them, that body concept automatically plays out so you're relating with them according to how they already are you know it's like you're not trying to you're not trying to take a rock and turn it into let's say a soft sponge or something you know you're just you're just accepting however people are and however people are fitting into your life even if that means you find yourself saying no thank you no, thank you. I'm not interested. They go, I, hey, I want you to go over here. No, thank you. You might find that too. Or I want you to, I don't know. I don't know. It, but in being open and listening, instead of trying to make the person into something, you're automatically shown. It's automatically revealed to you. And for me, more times than not, I'm just like, okay. You'll ask me, hey, you want to do this with me? I'm like, okay. I want to talk. I want to talk with you, and you know, it seems like well, they want to talk a bunch of delusion, but it's okay. <laughs> I will entertain that. It's fun, you know. It's like I, you know, I don't, I don't find myself saying no, thank you, as nearly as much. But it does come up, you know. It does come up. Like no, I'm not motivated to do that. Yippee! Yeah. Yay! <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> thank you for asking, though. <laughs> it's fun to not. It's fun to say no sometimes. You know, it's like, and it's fun to say yes, whatever it is. Yeah, well, as long as it's fun. So it's the idea that there's all these negatives in the world, and are you going to respond to that on a low negative level? Or are you going to uplift it with, you say, joy and love? It's, it's, it's like uh, it, it, if there's something negative and you're negative or a bummer about it, then you're just on that level and contributing to more of a downward uh, experience of energy and pain and suffering. Whereas if you need it with the reality, which is love and joy, and acceptance, that's what love is, unconditional acceptance of whatever presents itself, then you uplift this 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 is this is the Christ consciousness. He was presented with sin, disease, lack, limitation, and death, and uplifted it every appearance of the negative with his positive love. So that's that's the difference. We talk about you know, this world, we want to change the world or heal the world or there's things wrong with the world. But Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. Mm-hmm. So it's like he was led before Pontius Pilate uh, and, and Pontius Pilate asked him, well, I hear that you're a king. And he says, my kingdom is not of this world. Mm-hmm. So, so that's just it. What's the, you, you say, well, the, the comparison to this world to, to the reality of love, it's like comparison to this world to Jesus' kingdom. You know, what, what, what's the difference? You know, there, there's no comparison to, to that Jesus lived in the kingdom of love and saw nothing but love. And he was on the cross and the thief on the cross he told the thief on the cross, today I will take you with me into paradise. So he was living in this paradise and was taking humanity into this kingdom of love and paradise. And so is, is that what we're doing with our lives? Is, is bringing the kingdom of love into this world? Or are we judging, criticizing, condemning, complaining, and keeping the low level that we perceive on a lower level? Or are we uplifting? Yeah, it's always a choice between one or the other, and you can't like be in limbo on that. So with every thought, there's a choice between one or the other. It's either it's either you're for love or you're for upholding the illusion of separation. One of those, whichever one you choose, whichever thought system you choose, it resolves the other one. Okay, it's like it's it's like it's a it's like it or you could say it denies the other one. The the thought system of love resolves the thought system of fear. The thought system of fear denies the thought system of love. It's not like it'll go away, but it'll it won't be real to you. It won't seem real to you. You know, like someone like someone I was communicating with recently and they said they said this is really bad and I said, nothing's really bad. You know that, right? And she said, no, you need to know that sometimes that's not true. Sometimes things are really bad. And I said, okay, that's all right. That's all right. It's like, if you want it to be, 
If you want it to be that something is really bad, then that's how it is for you. Then you're just like kind of like putting a, the thought system of love, uh, the kingdom, heaven, whatever you want to call it, you're pushing it away just for temporary while you feed into the thought system of fear. So there's always a really definite choice between the two. And I like to encourage you to get the uh, contrasting feelings so you know the difference between the two. Recognizing the, in recognizing the contrasting feeling, that shows you which one you're choosing right now. See? And you can make another choice every single instant. As the upset feeling is there, you're giving, given another opportunity, another opportunity, another opportunity. You know, even when the upset feeling isn't there, you're always giving op- opportunities. But I point to that because that's where the most healing can happen. Where there's anything that seems like even, even a complaint about something. Even that sucks. See? Even a, comp- even a little complaint about something, that is a feeling. It has, it, it has power in the illusion. Yeah? It has power in the illusion because you give it power. You could, you could hear in your mind or speak out your mouth, that sucks. <laughs> and then you can immediately recognize it and it, all the power is taken from it. You just reclaim the power. You suck it back in. It's like you just recognize it. You don't have to take it back because it didn't even happen. That's right. See? So it's like you just recognize it that it has no meaning in reality. You're not carrying. It sucked. He said yeah. the suck and then he sucked it back. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> you sucked it back. <laughs> <laughs> You're all military today. <laughs> uh, oh, green! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I so. die military. <laughs> no, behind you. Oh, oh, and, oh yeah, it's Mikhail. So, yeah. so have you heard about Trump and his space force? wants to have this new branch of the military space force okay like like air force they yeah and so they presented the new uniforms which is like a green camouflage uniform <laughs> oh that's good in space. to the space uh, <laughs> yeah it's like what how is that going to fit up in space you know Yeah, and then and then you know your 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 perception of all that is made up too. So it's like, um, you know, it's 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 just for like, oh, isn't that ridiculous? For instance, oh, isn't that ridiculous? It's just for watching that you know that the ridiculous is all coming from you. It's all coming from you. There's nothing there. Nothing's happening. There's no space. That's right. No one's going to space. Flat earthers believe. <laughs> <laughs> There's no earth either, though. It's all space. Flat or otherwise. Yeah, there's just there's there's really no such thing as space. That's it's it's empty of even space. You know, like even that is a projection of the mind. No one's going anywhere. 
Trump isn't talking on his own. And Trump is just a version of your mind talking back to you. So whatever you have a perception of, and I know a lot of people get triggered by that. It's so funny to me. I watch comedy. I like to watch comedy. And they talk about Trump on comedy. I could tell that it's very popular to talk shit on Trump. Because yeah. <laughs> everyone laughs when it's a shitty joke. Yeah. They're filled with it. Yeah. They're just filled with it. Yeah, and, and it's like, that, that's why I like the topic, because it seems to like really, you know, trigger people. Like, oh, I, I see through him. I see that he's really a bad person or anything, something like that. And it's like, he's a version of you. He's a version of you. He's not anything. He's not doing anything. He's not doing anything. He's a, this, this person talking is like, you know, that one. He's like a puppet. Like that. What do you think you're doing? How can you do that? I want Obama back. You know, like. (laughs) That wig, my God. It's all funny until you start to get concerned about it. <laughs> once, once you get concerned about it, you make him real, you make war real, you make the whole illusion real, you stretch out time so you can get your favorite president, whatever does the best thing. Um, Go Bernie. I'm guess, guessing a female or something for a lot of people, just from watching. <laughs> Go Bernie. <laughs> Or Tulsi, or uh, what is it? I've heard it's all from all that kind of Tulsi's different person. Tulsi's out. Person. Elizabeth. Okay. Whenever you say stretch out time, can you talk about that a little bit? Like, what do you mean, stretch out time? Well, it's like, um, it's like more time is getting projected from right now into the future. It's like getting projected. As, as, we, as we believe in illusions being true, it's asking for more illusions. We get what we want in consciousness. So it's making more. It's making this drive toward getting that thing, whatever we think it is that we want. And in that drive, it's like asking for another birth, let's say. And I even hear people say, in my next life, why would, why, would, why would there be a next life if you're going to choose right now, if you're going to choose right now that you're, you're, you're just going to be committed to the truth no matter what illusions present themselves to you? Why would there be another birth? Why would, it's, it's only to pursue things. It's only to pursue something. So it's like, it's like making it up. It's like just making up more more of this life because it seems to you you know through the guidance of the ego that this is all there is more and more of this and that's why you know a lot of a lot of spirituality is going along with the ego <coughs> game okay you can have spirituality you can have spirituality but the joy and bliss of creating is only in this manifest world yeah that's it that'll keep you here That'll keep you in the, in this manifest manifest sort of way. Yeah, it's all yeah. Uh, it's boring on the other side. Once a veil gets lifted, it's just it's just black. You don't see anyone. Just darn one. 
darn that boring ass oneness. We we need to be over here dying. <laughs> this is way more fun to die. Yes. <laughs> and, and killing people and killing things, okay? I mean, even like you, you know, you got you got vegans who are who feel compassionate about meat and st- and or animals, compassionate <laughs> 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 about animals. But you know, it, there's still plants. Whatever it is that you eat, you probably killed something. You know, there's very little that you can. I guess you can have honey. Not killing it. I don't know. There's diff- probably something's dying there. it's all it's all it's all killing it's all killing see so it it doesn't it doesn't really matter it doesn't really matter whatever the source of the food is but it's like whatever you have the faith for what makes you feel the best and then it's not like uh Okay, if they're eating like that, then they must be this. And I get to see all the sides. It's so fun. I love that. I love the internet. It's great for that. I get to see all the sides. I get to see about how people who eat meat are not compassionate. And then people who eat vegetables are just stupid because they don't realize that there's oxalates in that shit. And it's killing them. <laughs> it's like, I get both of them. <laughs> Don't they know they're just being conditioned to eat the vegetables? And, and it's like, don't they know the meat in- industry is, is, is benefiting from them eating all the meat? It's like, you cannot get it right. You cannot get it right. But you can think that you got it right and that other people got it wrong. <laughs> you know, if you got it right, someone else must be getting it wrong. Like, as you're talking about things in the world, like what you what you seem to choose to be like eco-friendly even or anything like that, you don't really have a choice in that. That's not anything to be prideful about, you know? Oh, I recycle. Oh, I bought, I found myself buying used mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, used mirrors or furnishing a house. <laughs> she loves that one. <laughs> oh, I won't look in that mirror. It's been used. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like instead of going on Wayfair and buying one for 200 bucks, you know, you get an antique for like 40 <laughs> And be eco-friendly was a thought that occurred to me. <laughs> came out of my mouth and my husband goes what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) no such thing as that I'm like oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) it could be a thing thing for someone yeah I was feeling really good about saving the planet for a second if it counts if you drove your car all the way over to Honoka to pick him up though <laughs> and you have an SUV <laughs> how echo friendly we are <laughs> I know
And laughter is really great. It's really great. It, like, like the whole, this whole illusion will be wiped away in laughter. It's only seriousness that makes it stay. It's taking it seriously. Like we seriously need to do something about the climate. We seriously do. Climate is changing. We can change it. We can do something about it. You know, as soon as you get serious, you're extending time. You're making a burden for yourself. There is no need to get serious about anything. You can just laugh and have fun at all the different concepts. You don't have to take any of them on. See? She got it. (laughs) I know this is the right way to live. That kind of energy. This is because this is the right way to live, son. Christmas time, you send Christmas cards to everyone. You know, you do you you do different you do certain things. You know, we come we come up with these ideas, these traditions of how you're supposed to be. But the guidance is always coming in the moment, and and the guidance is always just. To relax a little bit. Release that. Are you willing to release that seriousness? I really want a partner who will go ecstatic dancing with me and go to the beach with me. Oh, that's cute. That's fun. (laughs) And if he doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe he's the wrong partner. (laughs) like you have a choice in who you're with see it's like as if you have a choice in who you're with it's fun you're always drawn together like a picture drawing more like a picture drawing drawn together because your mind energy resonates in a way where healing can happen even if you guys are sour with each other. Even if you're being sour with each other. Always it's so that you can, have, you can heal your mind jointly. And it's just a matter of forgiveness. And you know, it's like if you're forgiving, as in, I'm making this up. The person is not doing it to me. Uh-huh. I'm making this up. And then you move to another level vibration and they don't then you're automatically drawn apart it just can't help it you have to be you have to be resonating to come into any kind of contact you have to be resonating to think about them see so it's like and then there's different ways of thinking about them i think about them in a romantic way and then you're not thinking about them in a romantic way anymore maybe you're just extending love you know I have an ex-husband who's in prison for life, and whenever I think about him, I just, uh, love him up. Yeah? 
And it's, it's like we're always in communication. It doesn't matter where anyone is. We're always in communication. There's it's just no like, separation. Yeah. <laughs> There's no separation. That's right. And in knowing that you don't have a choice in it, like where the bodies are all situated mm-hmm. and everything like that, everyone can just be how they are. <laughs> it occurred to me... It occurred to me one day um, when I was just a young girl, maybe like 20 years old or something like that, that that the husband I had, I just really wasn't on the vibe with him. And man, it was so simple. It just came out and he completely understood it. He's like, I understand. Oh, okay, thank you. Hey, would you mind just like staying out of my life and... I never ask you for child support. He's like, really? I was like, yeah. Does that sound awesome? Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it's, it just comes up and it's kind of like fun and, 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 um, and also like really frank, you know? <laughs> like, this is how it is and, you know, and I love you. And, oh, and just like in understanding, hey, you know what? That's not really working out for me anymore. And, okay, would you mind this? Oh, okay. And if they say no, then you just have that to be in acceptance of. No, I want to be in my child's life, you know. Oh, okay. Doesn't hurt to ask. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know... No one has to do anything about it, and in not having a choice about it, and knowing that you don't have a choice about it, it's like you're always just trying things out. You're always just experimenting. And that's why these agreements and commitments and everything like that, and I say that as someone who's on 26 years with the same person, okay? On 26 years with the same person, uh, in a married situation, but it's always been like this. No, I'm just checking it out. Are you nervous about marrying me? No, there's a divorce. <laughs> there's a divorce here. <laughs> and, and, you know, and still just, uh, we're just trying this out. It doesn't have to be like that. We're just trying, oh, uh, you like to be monogamous? Oh, yeah, me too. Okay, let's try that out. 26 years, we're still trying it out. See? It could go any way. It could go any way. It's not like trying to keep it. It doesn't have to be in cement. Right. That's where, you know, when that's where those upset feelings about the person become really serious. Oh my goodness, I married that. <laughs> could have done so much better. <laughs> But it being meaningless like that, it's easy to forgive. And all you're forgiving are your own interpretations of what the person is doing. All, that's all, that they're, they're, all that's being forgiven. It's your own interpretations. And my husband, I think he had a lot of forgiving. I'm sure me too, but, you know, he's, he likes to be way cleaner than I am. So, like, he sees my stuff on the floor... <coughs> And it's like, ah, oh, she's not cleaning her stuff up, something like that. And really, like, you know, it took him decades to kind of, like, open his heart to that. It's like, oh, it's so cute. 
And then I'll be doing a dish. He'll be like, and, and I'll see him. He'll just be like, okay, babe, it's all right. I got that. Just take it. Like, okay, it's all right. I got that. <laughs> I got you covered on the dishes. Because <laughs> for years, he didn't like the way I did them. So. You didn't like the dishwasher, right? The way I loaded the dishwasher, it wasn't orderly. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I mean. It's in those little things like that. Where you're just like annoyed with them. Oh, I wish he wasn't so loud. I never had that, but, um, you know, I heard that from someone, another family member of mine. You know, he'll be driving around like Hilo. He sees a person he knows. He's like, hey, man, just like out the window. <laughs> or he'll be talking across you. <laughs> I always like it. I get a kick out of it, but I have another family member that's like, God, I wish you wouldn't do that. I feel like I just want to die when it happens. I just want to like, scoot back and not be seen. <laughs> but it's like anything, anything that they seem to do to get any kind of a trigger in you, that's what it's for. And it includes friends too. But, you know, it's kind of like when they're um, like your boyfriend or your husband or your girlfriend or your kids into that identifying with them as your own it's like what are people gonna think always also comes in oh my gosh you know oh gosh he's unappropriate inappropriate things at the most inappropriate times And then, you, and then you're just like offering forgiveness. And it seems to me that that's how these, you know, relationships, just from my own experience, become so much more lovely. They become so easy. And, you know, it's funny how these things, these little things that seem to trigger you about the person, they just go away. You don't see them anymore. You don't see those little things. <coughs> and, you know, for me, it would always be this sense like, He's holding me back. Because of him, I can't this, 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 and this. And I realize he's not there like that. He's only loving me. No matter what he shows me, if he shows me that, he's, that he needs me to do things a certain way, he shows me that I'm obligated or something like that, I could look right past that and have fun with it. I could actually have fun with it. At one point, he told me what wives are supposed to do. It's not how wives are supposed to be. Wives are supposed to be like this. And I go, can we go back to being boyfriend and girlfriend? Because, you know, then I don't have that kind of thing, you know. Like, whatever it was, I think it was smoking pot with guys, probably something like that. But, you know, you know you're married, you don't, you don't do stuff like that. Oh, let's go back to being a boyfriend and girlfriend. We'll try that out. See if that works. You know, and I just like, and, and, and little by little starting to see through more and more. And then I was talking to my heart teacher and, and she's, um, she moved up to Iloa. They do a bunch of gardening over there. You know, they both, you tell they've been doing some gardening too. They like, they, they don't know how to get the dirt out of their fingers and toes, toes yet. So <laughs> I go, yeah, I love beautiful gardens. I love it. I don't do a bunch of gardening, though. In fact, I don't find myself doing any gardening. Um, <laughs> in fact, my husband told me that I could just, I could just play the harp and, and be happy. And I don't even play the harp that well. <laughs> 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 and, 
And she looked at her man and be like, what the fuck? I'm like, no, it's all like, you, you just claim that, that's all. And then, you know, really, I mean, it's not, it's, it's not like, and, that, and that's the thing, you can't claim it until you can. You can't claim it until you can. It seems like this person has some kind of, putting some kind of limitations on you. This person is really expecting you to garden. And that was like so huge for me because when I came to Hawaii, um, we didn't have our jobs that we had before. So all of a sudden it was no job. There's gardening. You know, there's, okay, I would like to garden. That sounds good. Do, do, do. I go in the yard, you know. I make this little thing that's kind of like, I think it's a garden. And I realized that is not my jam at all. Like, I want to lay around in the garden and sunbathe, but I don't actually want to touch dirt and stuff. You know? And the perception of my husband's reaction to that was like, oh, no. Oh, no. You have to. Oh, no, I'll be over here. I'll just be over here. You know? And then, but for a while, but for a while, it was like I was making myself do it because I didn't want to disappoint him. You know, it seemed like he would be disappointed and there's nothing like that. So in recognizing there's nothing like that, it's like any, any time I have the perception of him expecting me to do something, it's just like, oh, thank you for letting me know. Oh, how awesome. I'll be over here. Took my clothes off. <laughs> Not gardening. <laughs> the other thing is, the other thing is, if you're happy all the time, it does not matter. If you're happy all the time, it doesn't matter. If you turn into a bitch, then it seems like you make it up. You make it up though, because there's no other person there. But if you turn into a bitch. It's like you have to pay for that. It's like now you have something to do. But if you could just be happy all the time and be in full acceptance of whatever is arising, yeah, that plays out like that. Anything, whatever it is. You know, my bookkeeper told me that it's time for me to send her statements. Basically, I go in and get all the bank statements and show them to her. And, you know, it's just... So easeful because it's like I know I never have to do that. I never have to do that. And yet, I have found myself doing it from month to month. At some point, at, so, at some point, all of a sudden, I just find myself there with the statements. You know, it just like <coughs> works out like that. I don't have to put a burden on myself. At some point, I find myself and the statements are occurring. And, you know, I've also found myself not feeling up to it or not being motivated, not having the perception of myself doing it. And then there gets to be like an extension and then filing the taxes and stuff. No big deal. No big deal. There's nothing that, there's nothing happening here. All those, all those things, they just play out however they play out, whether they play out through your, uh, through your own body concept or another body concept that you're perceiving. They're all playing out exactly as they do, and they will. I don't have to clean myself, you know, yet I usually find myself taking a couple showers a day, maybe a bath and a shower, but I know I don't have to clean myself. So in knowing that I don't have to clean myself, all this stuff is so easeful. 
I heard my mom telling me what a pain in the ass it is every morning to have to shower <laughs> and blow dry your hair and put your makeup on. It's like all this work. It's like all this work. And I, I go, but mom, you're actually not doing it. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm not doing it. And I told her, well, you know, you, you, you know that nothing is done by you, right? You know that nothing is done by you. Like you don't have any power to do anything. And she's like, oh, yeah. Like that's in the Bible. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Where's that in the Bible? I don't know. <laughs> she quotes stuff to me. She, you know, she's really well versed. She's really well-versed in the Bible. Jesus says, I and my own self can do nothing. The Father within do it the work. There's one. Yeah. Bob's well-versed in it, too. <laughs> and I grew up a Christian missionary. I studied a lot of, uh, a lot of the Bible. I read it three times as a kid. Um, memorized a lot of verses. There was, a, there was a time in my life where I memorized the verse every day and um, would recite them. You know, we had... Um, meetings where we'd all get together and everyone would recite the verse that they that was one of the productive things that you could do is learn a verse and recite it but the funny thing is I don't know them at this point in time but when I was 18 I boldly said fuck you Jesus mm. <laughs> I was like <laughs> that was the thing it was like it was like it was this fearful thing if you you know if you if you deny Jesus you're you're you know, you're not going to hell because you asked Jesus in your heart, but Jesus is going to punish you if you deny Jesus. That was like one of the things. And so I had to do it. I was like, there's mom. You know what? No, there's no Jesus. You made that whole thing up and fuck that. And so there, so I went like probably uh, close to two decades like that. <laughs> And so I don't, I don't know the, I don't know the verses. A lot of them I don't know. I know a few of them, the more repetitive ones. Um, but definitely from all that study, like the concepts are there. You know, the concepts are there, and they come back to me. And it's like, oh, that's what that meant. You know, you start to see with a different point of view than the the, the sense of separation point of view. It's just like the Bible, what it's saying in there. It has no truth in it. Those words have no truth in it. It's the interpretation. It's the interpretation of it. That's why, you know, people could have a Bible and go around killing, you know, they go around uh, murdering a bunch of people who don't believe in that thing. And, you know, if that's like their version of trying to save the world. Let's get rid of the ones who are ruining everything by believing in something else than our our version of what the one God is. <laughs> it's true. There's only one God and there's only one creator. And that one God and one creator has set up in a unique way for everyone, though, this thought system in the mind that only speaks for the truth. And, and, and you know when you, you know when you've approached that thought system, accepted thoughts from that system... Because there is that sense of relief, okay? And you could say that even in the ego, in, in, even in the ego thought system, 
you can also get some relief first and be lighter like we talked about looking on the bright side you know if that's the best you can do to kind of like lighten your energy to make that to make that jump but you know the thought system that speaks for the truth is not going to show you the bright side in this world the thought system that speaks for the truth the, the will of that the will of that spirit that gave you that thought system is to undo this world and reveal what's really here Reveal who people really are. And, and, you know, reveal who you are. And reveal the fact that you are not capable of so many of the things that you're capable of, you think you're capable of, like, uh, like hatred, like greed, like, uh, uh, like um, adultery for one. You're, you know, there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. And, 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 you know, in that, you're not holding anything against. You're not holding an against. Still, your body concept plays out the way your body concept plays out. But you don't have that kind of attachment to it like you have to make it go a certain way. And then you can, you're, you're also, in that, assured that however it plays out is perfect. And you're not going back and second-guessing yourself. Can you imagine not having to second guess yourself? You can, you can. It's a, it's, it's pretty. Uh, it takes a, it takes quite a bit of focus, especially at first. Oh my God! I wish I wouldn't have said that. For instance, I wish I wouldn't have said that. I wish I wouldn't have done that. Did I say it right? And then the ego will try to help you see it a certain way where you did do it right. Just don't have to entertain that one bit. That takes a certain degree of focus in that moment. I'm making this up. Show me the truth. However, those, however that looks to you to open up to seeing it for what it really is, to, for using it what it's, for what it's for. You know, especially that guilty sense. Ugh. Ugh. Even why did I eat that? <laughs> now look. I feel like this because I ate something. See, even the, even the idea that you can get a bad effect off of something is, is untrue. You cannot get a bad effect off of anything. You can, you're, you're making good and bad. You're making good and bad up equally so that it could seem like the illusion is upheld. You can't make a wrong move. But thinking that you can make a wrong move puts a lot of pressure on you. And it also makes you have more perceptions of you making right and wrong moves. Oh, that was really good. Oh, that was really terrible. I've got to get better at that. I need another chance at that. See what I mean by extending time? I need another chance at that so I can get that right. See, if it's just meaningless, I don't need another chance at it because nothing happened then it just passes and you go back to just being in that joy bliss creation mode creation mode not that you can create here but in creation mode in an illusion is forgiveness that's what brings back creation that brings back your vision of creation and you know you you've been creating the whole time it's just that not in this You've been creating the whole time. It's not in this. And when this is lifted, it reveals what you've been creating. 
and what your creations are. And it's surprising. It's surprising, pleasantly surprising how good it is. And also how, and also how, how meaningless this all was. It kind of just rolls up. Oh, thank goodness it was so meaningless. And nothing happened there. See? And you start to, when, when, you, when you are willing to accept that, just be only a little bit willing to accept that. That the reality that we're seeing right now is not what is. You know, people say, talk about love what is. First, you got to know that this isn't what is. <laughs> because that's like trying to put lipstick on a pig, you know. <laughs> like trying to paint a pretty picture right here. <clears throat> this is what, this is a, what you see in this world is a representation of what is not. So in loving what is, you're loving what's real. Not your idea of what's real. So this is our idea of what's real. This is not what's real. In loving what's real, then we can extend that love no matter what we see. That's all. And it's a lot. And it's the only purpose, it's the only reason we make this manifestation. So that we can all help one another to see. That's why I say thank you when there's an upset feeling. Oh, this seems hard. This seems like a difficult email to read. This person seems triggered in the email. Oh, thank you. Would would you say that um, A Course of Miracles is a good guidebook to help lift the veil? If it resonates for you, that's really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's not the one. It's not the one, but if it resonates with you. And you could say that they all are really good guides depending on where you're at as far as what you're ready to receive. But there's others, there's others too. Now, I, am, I really like A Course in Miracles. It resonates with me really well. And it could be because of the background with Christian missionary. Um, but, you know, I found myself in writing, <clears throat> in writing online for years and also feeling a burden on myself. Like I had to share this, you know, feeling like a burden on myself. And when I picked up A Course in Miracles and wrote, read a couple passages from that, immediately it was like, oh, I don't have anything to do. Oh my gosh. In fact, this thing has it covered. <laughs> like it's already, like what I thought I needed to do, this thing did it. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was a relief. <laughs> so then I, you know, Mary Wilson wrote like a smaller version. Okay. And with her studying it so deeply, I, I guess I'm still like, you know, here, here she is, she ran for president, and I would also wonder if these are experiences that she has had herself, and the awareness that she's had herself, or maybe that's just how her human body is being moved around, and does that make sense? Like, uh, I, I suppose like there's a sense of just sort of immobility that sets in, like a little bit, uh, where it's like, well, you know, give up all of this 
beauty because there's more, and that's really exciting to think about. Mm-hmm. Maybe for temporary, you would get some immobility. Mm-hmm. Maybe just for temporary. I would say embrace that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not a, the immobility, a lot of the times, is really resistance. Mm-hmm. See? Because, it, because this body concept is going to play out in a certain way. And it's going to be used in a certain way. To, and, it's, and it's always being drawn toward whatever it is that's best for healing. See? So we don't really have a choice in that. But when there's the belief that we shouldn't be doing anything in the world, then it brings about that kind of a manifestation because there's guilt around it. You know, there's the guilty concept again, just coming up in another way and saying, well, if I really believe all the spiritual stuff that A Course in Miracles is saying, then I shouldn't be doing stuff whatever that stuff might be. You know, I've been asked uh, pretty recently, okay, well, you know, if your leg isn't real and the staff isn't real, then why wouldn't you just sit around and watch TV instead of, like, go to the doctor? You know? Why wouldn't you just, like, sit around and, and, and just, like, let that thing do what it does? It is letting the thing do what it does and letting the body concept, the body concept just play out as it does. So there's not anything that you have to try to avoid. The allowing is way different than the mind sees it in separation. The allowing is just for the allowing the body concept to just play out without any judgment about it. Without any, without any concept about how it should be playing out to look like you're following A Course in Miracles. You see? So, so then, so, so then you're, just, you're just allowing this vessel to be used however it can be used to one way to put it, save the most souls, for instance. That's how we used to say it as missionaries. (laughs) You know? (laughs) And whatever it is, wherever you find yourself, that's the place, that's the time, that's the place to extend the love. And that's all. Everything else is taking care of itself. It's just that you don't have a burden on yourself. So say, even if I found myself running for president, which I couldn't really see, but, you know, <laughs> might find myself running for president. <laughs> I think it's comical to think of that. <laughs> so <laughs> it would just be very playful. You know, it would just be a very playful thing. And not like I have a burden on myself. It would just be like a very playful thing. And who knows, maybe that's how it is for Marianne Williamson, too. I don't know. I don't know. I know there's some people who, are, who were seriously getting behind her. <laughs> no. Oh, I don't even know these things. <laughs> Yay. I love you, everyone. This is the best. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for coming. I can't tell you how much I enjoy being with you. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, well, Trump has his Space Force, and I feel like we have our Space Force. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have the Wawa Space Force. It's called, it's called the Space of Love. Uh-huh. You know, here we have you, we have the Tree of Life, our Love Thy Neighbor gatherings, yeah. we've got... Uh, Gaia Yoga back. We've got uh, <laughs> Gaia Yoga's here. It's so fun. It's here. like get out the extra chairs. Gaia Yoga arrives. Gaia Yoga's in the house. This is Liz. So here, do you want me to 
seeing you for free. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yes, make that announcement. Okay, cool. Yeah, so um, we're hosting Hope Johnson at the Fest, and we want to support anyone who just wants to come see her because it's around the same time as this. It's February 3rd, Monday from 4 to 6 at Kalani. You're welcome to, you don't have to buy a ticket to the Tantra Fest. You can come in, go to Wisdom Dialogues. And leave. So that's entirely free. And of course, you can attend the Tantra Fest if you want, but that's separate. So yay! So everyone is really so clear. It's free oh. to come. See so that's two weeks. In two in weeks. In two weeks. I'm not here you in two weeks. Here. I'm that's at right. Kalani at four, exactly. four to six. At Kalani, four yes. to six. Yes, and you can just tell them, tell them at the gate, right? Just tell them. Yeah, that you're coming. We'll, we'll work it out. Coming to see magic word is Pope Johnson. Magic word is Pope Johnson. The gate opens. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also want. And you'll just poof and disappear. Okay, that'll be easy. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm sure. Yeah, and, and my friends who come to Online Wisdom Dialogue, so I have an online one, too, that goes every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Hawaii time. And you can find a link to that. If you want to come on there live, you can. You can also write in questions and even be anonymous with your questions if you want, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. I've gotten some feedback from my online people. They, they're saying that they really appreciate these recorded Wawa sessions. So. Nice. Thank you, everyone. That's so awesome. I know I feel it in here with this group. Um, any size that it comes. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> That's really awesome. And, and who knows, you might even get a benefit from the um, online ones as well. All of these go to podcasts. All of this is free, by the way. Um, all of these go to podcasts as well, are all the major and minor podcast stations. So shortly after I have any wisdom dialogues, it's there. And then, and then at times people will want me to elaborate on something and I don't want to type it and I'll just do it quickie. There'll, so there'll be quickies on there too, just like on some particular topic. I did one recently, it was probably like six to nine minutes on uh, manifestation. It was really fun. So, yay! Yay! Yay. Yay. Oh, and you can find all this stuff on hopejohnson.org. Yay. Yay, yay.